0: Love so radio Here in this life Here in this life you gotta do something Don't settle for nothing Here in this life Here in this life You gotta do something Don't settle for nothing Lurican the foul the king of Cordova, wake up, no folgers, i call it the foreign soldiers,
1: strong soldiers and types that can move holders, father the laws, the ancient Quran told us, interpretations of Bible scriptures erroneous, it's the gospel of Paul for God's audience, probably why battles are inglorious, more top stop to the Moors are victorious, Cause on our road we're nothing but straight warriors Pay attention to how phony a story is Our story is real big, notorious The size of the time family warning us To get up off our bum
0: and do more for us Cause if we don't do something cause it's showing up We'll end up back in back of the autobus it <laughs> life
2: Leaving you headless, erected
1: like pyramids and walls, no sex. Locking out the weak on These are just my thoughts, I give you my perception. Put it in perspective, then emotion, then check it. Governed by the laws that equal out to perfection. Walking on walls like that movie Inception. Positive inclination, that's the direction. Your stagnation, I'ma rise to the occasion. Constant elevation along with patience. Made me a matemen. Prominent, dominant, conglomerate with common sense. Five percent Islamic. far beats like Carol Sheen. Carry the crown, call me Elohim. A god. So I beg your pardon Excuse me for confusions That may portray the illusions Delusions of grandeur Cause I am much more than I used to It rains in life It rains in life Gotta do something Gotta do something Don't settle for nothing
0: Don't settle for in life It rains in life Gotta do something Gotta do something Don't settle for nothing do to be my people by way of the most Round in all skies. Don't give it with your life, heads tails on call sides. Or feel the earth shake strong hail and more fire. When it comes to a blippin', I'm poppin' them time. Alert for the jerks, I'm sharp with the carbine. clear from the
2: sun, cause wonders and more signs. So I'll pass on your ham, Your are hogging rinds. They whine on dinosaurs, they don't mind. Watch it come back round like pulling the clothesline.
1: They tryna hide, we were the first on the coastline. Queen is a bella and the The proof's in the pudding, so seeking you will find Got my Skittles and my hoodie, I'm reppin' for Trayvon
2: Bulletproof vest, turtleneck, they keep warm What I own, I protect with a text, so keep calm really like-
1: You are now tuned in to Moorish Minds. Uh, we're back with a new episode. Um, this one is called Chemistry of Life, Ministry of Death. Again, this is Moorish Minds with Brother Shemel. Um, just going over the topic real quick. On this episode, we will explore the subject of death. Among the things we will talk about are the following questions What is death really? Is death a bad thing in one's existence? Um, also, is there such as is there such thing as a resurrection? Why are people saddened by death? Why are people fascinated with prolonging physical life? What is meant by ministry of death and much much more? We will touch on the metaphysical aspects of chapter four. Of the Circle Seven, as well as other spiritual writing, this topic will be of interest to many, regardless of your religious or ideological background. So, with that being said, um, before I begin, of course, I want to always begin in the name of the Most High, give high honors to all those uh, who came before us um, as teachers, uh, messiahs, prophets, etc., those spiritual men and women who came giving us light, revealing light to us. Um, I want to give also honors to the First World Order radio family uh, which of course is none other than Dr. Aleem Elbey, his other half, uh, Sister Kedira Bay. I got to see them earlier this week. Um, they also will be in Durham tomorrow. Um let me see if I got that information. They'll be in Durham tomorrow at the Solely Vegan Cafe. Uh he's doing a presentation called Know Thyself. Spelled thyself um self is C-E-L-L-F, And that will be at the at the cafe. Solely Vegan Cafe. Um doors open at four thirty PM so if you're in the area, you can come and check them out. We'll definitely be giving a powerful demonstration, as always. And also, of course, everyone else in the First World Order family—brother um, Jamal, brother Blackwater, brother Fahimel. Give honors to everybody on this call. Give honors to um, my temple, of course, in Durham, North Carolina, and. I think that's it. I think I covered everybody. I'm going to actually dedicate this particular show to the memory of two Moors who I've had the honor and privilege of interacting with, uh, who recently made their transition. Uh, One is Sister Janelle English-Ill, who is the actual founder of the Moors Unity Summit. Uh, which is a unity summit that has been going on since 2009, um, gathering more from all over the country. And I definitely had it, it was an honor um, being in her presence. Um, definitely a faithful uh, member of the more Science Temple of America. Also, in the memory of Brother, we call down here in Durham Power Justice, um, Brother Kahar Kadus Awal El. Um, had the opportunity. Speak um, reflections at his memorial service earlier this week, and I'm just going to touch on some things in light of uh, what I what I said, and also some aspects that tie into the subject as well. Um, as I mentioned before, you know I will definitely have um, a co-host coming in with me. Uh, let me see, I did have somebody who was supposed to be on. I don't know, I don't think I see them now, but what I will do is um, if they pop up later on, I'll bring them through. So, yeah, so let me just touch on some things in reference to uh, basically first and foremost this, uh, this subject of chemistry of life, ministry of death and it's a very important um very important subject a very important subject to to talk about especially in light of a lot of things that have taken place recently um you know we're always hearing about somebody uh, dying somebody passing away of uh, course the world was saddened by um a number of deaths um uh, one of the most notable is um Baba dick gregory definitely a mastermind in his own right um brother who brought to us a lot of information uh was about giving us the truth um as he saw it and uh, just bringing it just bringing it straight to you uh raw uncut with no chaser um, and he definitely you know lived he definitely put in the work, so you know. We can never say that he did not, uh, he didn't do his job, which is an inspiration to, should be an inspiration to all of us. Um, One of the things I want to talk about is what actually um, inspired the title in reference to the, um, that, that particular title, Chemistry of Life, Ministry of Death. So, in order to go into that, I would have to go to the Circle 7, and specifically, I have to go to Chapter 17. So, I just want to go ahead first and and build on that. And let me see. Let me go ahead here. All right. I think I see Sister Wilhelmina Bay. She may have dropped off the line, but if she comes back on um i will I will bring her in so that she can um add on to the um conversation so yeah, just basically in a nutshell in chapter seventeen of the circle seven and that particular chapter, as i mentioned before we' will we'll, we'll be touching on the circle seven as other as well as other um Writings. Uh, this one right here gives a story about Jesus um, appearing before a silent brotherhood, and the whole, the whole gist of the story is basically, in a nutshell, him speaking about the subject of resurrection and transformation, what it actually, what it actually means in science. So I'll just go and start from the 36th verse and to really give you the context. So it says in flesh of man there is the essence of the resurrection of the dead. This essence quickened by the holy breath will raise the substance of the body to a higher tone and make it like the substance Of the bodies of the planes above, which human eyes cannot behold. And let me see. Will I mean, I do see you. Okay, you just pop back in. I see you in now. All right, so just basically continuing on. um, There is a holy ministry in depth. The essence of the body cannot be quickened by the holy breath until. The fixed is solved. The body must disintegrate, and this is death, right? So it also goes on to say, and then upon these pliant substances, Allah breathes, just as he breathed upon the chaos of the deep when worlds were formed, and life springs forth from death. The carnal form is changed to form divine. The will of man makes possible the action of the holy breath. When will of man and will of Allah are one, the resurrection is a fact. In this, we have the chemistry of mortal life, the ministry of death, the mystery of deific life, right? Um, So I'm going to stop right there. So... There's three um, aspects that are brought forth in the end. Chemistry of mortal life, ministry of death, and the mystery of deific life, which is basically the, um, the culmination or the result of those two um, disciplines, chemistry of life and ministry of death. Okay? So let's, get, let's actually get into that subject matter. And what I want to go into is the fact that when you're dealing with the chemistry of life, let's first define chemistry. Chemistry deals with the science of elements. As we all know, there are there's the elemental chart starting with hydrogen. And with hydrogen, you have from hydrogen, you have a, um, a combination of 99 natural elements in the element chart. Interestingly enough, in the Holy Quran of Mecca, you have 99 attributes of Allah. Now, you will find in the first chapter of the Circle 7, it speaks about attributes um, where it actually makes mention that man, like every other thought of Allah, was but a seed, a seed that held within itself the potencies of Allah, just as the seed of every plant of earth holds deep within itself the attributes of every part of that special plant. So spirit man, as a seed of Allah, held deep within himself the attributes of every part of Allah when you actually study when you look into the 99 attributes of Allah you will see that these are qualities that can be each of those are qualities that can be demonstrated by by um by actually you so when you say the, benefic- the beneficent you can be beneficent and you say merciful, you can be merciful. These are all things that you can do. There's, there's nothing in those attributes that are beyond you or outside of you. So that's that's where chapter one of the circle seven comes into play, directly into play. So um, with that, I'm going to actually um, bring in. Uh, Sister Wilhelmina Bay. All right. Islam.
3: Islam, Islam show. Right. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Good, good. So um uh, what what are your thoughts on um that passage that I read in reference to um chapter seventeen pertaining to the chemistry of mortal life and the ministry of death?
3: You talked about the, the elements 99 yes, elements. attributes of a law Yes I found that to be interesting
1: um, Yeah, Definitely because uh, I mean law governs all events you, you always deal with correspondence In the universe So it's definitely not strange That you would find that in reference to how, how much you are really a manifestation of the divine because it, it just it has to be that way. Everything, there is nothing by chance in the universe. It's just for us to be able to make the correlation. Um, even when you deal with the planes of existence, which we always speak about in moral science, the three major planes being the spirit plane, plane of soul, and the plane of manifest, which is also mentioned in chapter one, um, you see the law of correspondence there. And, you know, and we know that those are in other writings as well. I mentioned in um, the book, What is the Higher Self? About the, as well as um, a few of my other books about the Kabbalion. And specifically, uh, what I spoke about in What is the Higher Self, I spoke specifically about the law of correspondence. And within the law of correspondence, you have to um, realize that you're dealing with. Um, planes, subplanes, and each of those planes contain some sort of essence. Um, in the Kabbalion, it speaks about uh, matter, ethereal substance, which is ether. We know is ether, as mentioned in Circle Seven, and energy. So, so of course, we know that with matter, you know that's your most most dense. Um, Form, you know, even when you deal with the three states of matter, they're all dense in comparison to ether and energy. So uh, when you deal with the plane of the ether planes or the plane of ether substance, um, which science speaks of as the ether, um, it's a substance of, they they describe it as being elastic, elastic, having elasticity, um, tenuity and pervading all universal space. And it acts as a medium, basically, for waves of energy to channel through. That's what it in science it always describes ether as being some sort of medium, um, which coincides with, um, and we talked about that actually yesterday at Temple when we spoke about the force, the will, power, and force about how the ethers cause these powers to be, right? So in order for there to be power in the winds, a power in the waves, a power in the light and stroke, power in the human arm, power in the eye, the ethers have to exist. It it, Mm -hmm. it provides the medium for that power to manifest because power is simply a manifest a force is the result of it, so and then, of course, beyond that, you get into you know higher forms of energy. So, yeah, definitely, um, it all comes into play, it, it definitely so, all comes into play.
3: So, when you talk about the chemistry of life, you're saying what the atmosphere, plant life, everything. Is what we're all made up of So in essence When God said Let him create man in his image And after his likeness That's not only In how we look But what the um, Stars and the moon And what everything Is made up of With the hydrogen You know Right the air right. water so what you fire. do hmm?
1: Right. So when you deal with now as far as the air, water, fire, those would be called classical elements. Those are the elements that um correlate with the metaphysical. Uh, meta just means beyond. So when we talk about um what what you're what you're mentioning of is dealing with things in reference to the plane of manifest. Keep in mind that man himself is not the body nor the soul. He's a spirit and a part of a lot. So you are spirit. That's who you are. However, the body that's made up, because remember in in chapter one, in the fall of man, it speaks about the ethers um, slowing down in vibration. It speaks about that. So um, when it slows down in vibration, it creates, a corpse or more dense essence, um, form, right? It creates the form, the formless in form. And that gets into the aspect of the state of nothingness, which I'll touch into briefly um, soon. But so the elements, you mentioned hydrogen. As we know, hydrogen is the first element Uh, in the element charge, uh, which consists of, you know, the one electron, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you get into the realm of what's known as quantum physics, because remember, before the introduction of quantum physics to the modern scientific world, the smallest um, the smallest particle or the smallest component of existence they said was the hydrogen atom. That's how they defined the smallest component of existence was the hydrogen atom. Then, with the introduction of quantum physics, they realized that um, there were subatomic particles now. Here's the interesting thing, and I and I made this, um, I mentioned this uh, when I spoke at the, the Washita Healing and Law Expo, um, recently. I asked the question when they talk about um, the nucleus of the atom, right? You have the protons and neutrons, um, all the different components of the atom what do they say keeps those components together? Well, what they'll say is that it will be the weak force and the strong force. They literally tell you that's the term that is used for what holds those particular particles together. When you get beyond the atom, you get into apps, uh, apps and quarks, Um, you get into zealous, you get into... Um, like I said, the weak force Strong force You get into that realm of what they call Nothingness Because nothingness is that thing Which is not numbered As a thing of existence Hydrogen is one Beyond un, Once you One is, the, is what they could Consider the art right, Or that which is Acknowledged as existing Beyond that is that state of nothingness because it's not numbered in their calculation of existence. It's not numbered as an element, as a primary function. Yet it still exists, but it's considered nothingness. So um, in the Kabbalah they call it Ein Sof, right? And I spoke about briefly in Kabbalah in Who Is the That state of nothingness, which is the condition, the state by which a thing can come out of the 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 cause or the root, right? It's like it takes a certain atmosphere for plants to grow, right? And but before the plant grows, if there's no plant then you say there's nothing there insofar as there's no plant. But the condition may exist for it to be. So that would be your the given analogy of a state of nothingness. The condition has to exist prior to that thing coming into place. Same thing with all thoughts in the mind. The condition has to take place in order for each thought to manifest. It has to be conducive for each thought, which is a seed, to grow and manifest. Um, so that's where we're getting into when when you're talking about each part of you, if you look at it from a quantum level, every every you, you're consisting of protons and electrons. Other mm-hmm. things consist of protons of electrons. So really, there is no difference in that context. And to go even further, um, again, this deals with quantum physics, quantum mechanics. Um, they find that the electron only exists, Well, I- it acts as a particle and as a wave and what I mean by that is it will act as a particle because the question was always asked um, by scientists does light act as a particle or does it act as a wave Mm -hmm. so there's an experiment called the double slit experiment right and um, it's been out there um Brother Panic recently spoke on this, and you have, where if you were to make one slit in a box, let's say hypothetically in a box, and light was to shine through it, you would see a slit of light manifest on the other end. When two slits are formed, you would think that you would see two slits, but you don't. You see particles because the waves, because what happens, is light is what's called wave interference where they cross they cross each other. The waves of light cross each other and thus there's a disturbance and it creates the particles of light. So basically it has been seen that that also through further experiments that these waves or or these electrons etc will act as a particle when it's observed. Right? However it will, when it's not observed, it will act as a particle when it's observed, but when it's not observed, it moves as a wave. So what that means is that your ability to perceive a thing makes it what it is in, in, quantum, in quantum reality. Um, I got my brother, Brother Sheik, 7 Islam male on the line. I'm going to bring him in and uh, add on. Islam,
2: Mark. Islam? Islam. Islam, Islam, Islam. Peace and love.
1: Peace and love. Yes, sir. So, yeah, we're just building. um, Just building. We're going into the chemistry of life um, portion of it. I was just um, speaking about certain things when we talk about chemistry, about the elements, and I was getting to the aspect of about how, you know, what we call life, how it comes into existence. I was getting into the aspect of the scientific phenomena, for example, of energy, of of light, how we can perceive it. For example, when we perceive a thing, light, it will operate as a particle, but when it's not observed, it will move as as a wave. So basically, in other words, our perception creates the reality of, or our, our perception creates what we think to be reality, right? In other words, it will stay, something can stay still if we perceive it to be still, but when we're not perceiving it, it's, it's not moving as such, you know what I'm saying? So, um, And I, I was trying to correlate that actually to chapter one, and when I was breaking it down, in the context of the seed, the thought, thought being a seed, man being the thought of Allah, lot, he being a seed. So, and it talks about the ethers, you know, vibrating, mm-hmm. not so fast. So when we speak of the chemistry of mortal life, as mentioned in chapter 17, um, you know, we're dealing with that, which is only, Apparent or perceived by way of, you know, the physical senses. That's why I said that, you um, know, Circle Seven. How those things that are see, perceived by the mortal eyes are the illusion, because that that is that is what we think is real. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying we think it's real, but it it, it only appears to be that way. So, you know, um give honest to you, I, you know, I let, definitely want you to um, chime in and, you know, add on to that.
2: Islam, Islam, Islam. Can you hear me good, brother man?
1: Yes, sir. I can hear you. I can hear you good.
2: Great, great. First and foremost, allow me to rise, giving all thanks and praise to the great God, Allah, almighty, eternal, incomprehensible, the cause is cause and the rootless root for which all things have grown. I would like to stand highest honors to his holy prophet and love thought made manifest for men can comprehend in the noble flesh of Prophet Noble Ju Ali. I would like to stand honest to the forerunner, Marcus Mosiah God, with purity in the flesh, who stirred up the ethers in the nations in preparation for the coming Prophet Noble Ju Ali. And i like to stand honest to everything Moorish. Under the sun, Islam. Islam.
3: Yes, Islam. Yes,
2: um, one analogy that I would like to give, give first and foremost, is that I would like to bring to the forefront the phenomenon of the of the eye, the way the eye works. I don't know if the brother touched on it, but the way the eye works is you know that you have an iris and it dilates. And it, and it dilates such and such Whip apart or whatever To, to first and foremost ex, To accept Light So this tells us that actually What we perceive To be physical and tangible Are not actually We don't even see it that way When the light comes into our eyes It comes in in wave form It doesn't come in As a solid condensed picture So these light waves come into our iris, and these light waves are then projected into the central nervous system or our brain, and our brain condenses this light and shapes and forms the the reality in which we see today. Hence, beauty is in the eye of the
1: beholder. Indeed. We are creating
2: our reality every day, every second, every minute, every millisecond. So, therefore, we have to understand this. When we start talking about chemistry, first and foremost, let's get down specifically to what chemistry means. The word chemistry means. It alludes, it's synonymous with the word spark. And we have, within the science, especially occult sciences, you have a term which is called the spark in all animated things. So now we understand right. this this energy or this vibrate the this energy that's vibrating so and so is called spirit. Okay. And true man. You see what I'm saying? So you know when we start talking about the chemistry of life and we started talking about uh chapter one, that's a very that's a very, very, very deep measure. Because we're talking about first and foremost perceiving something mentally first Because we're understanding now what archetype means Archetype means a design or a form in the, in the Holy Quran It tells us to contemplate our frame However, as we know things are created first within our minds And then what we do is go within we, we activate or we go in motion with action or acts to do what? To bring those particular things into the manifest. So we know that thought travels faster than sound, and we know that it travels faster than our physical makeup. So therefore, we see right then and there on a, on a minor level or just on a, a level that we can perceive with our finite minds, How this energy is vibrating at one fat, at one terrific rate, and it slows down and becomes condensed into this physical world or manifest that we see and know and experience or even think that's real today, which is not really real. It's what we perceive it to be.
3: So I have Uh a question, if if I may ask. And what. he was just saying about what we see or perceive to be real. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: So then what would you say about young children that may be able to see things that an adult don't see? So like, what if they can see the spirit world and what if they can see things that, you know, us as adults don't see what if they're able to give you a clear description of what they're seeing standing right next to you, but you don't see it.
2: Uh-huh. So okay, when you start,
3: I'm sorry.
2: Go ahead. I didn't mean to break it with I apologize.
3: Oh, that's okay. No, I was just because it had me thinking about you know perception, and there's a hmm. saying which most of the time I don't agree with that perception is reality, because what we see isn't always real, but the young children can see things that the older adults, some or most older adults, can't see, which is the spirit realm, which is that energy. So, what would you say about that?
2: I would, I would, I would take it as this, man. First and foremost, the child that you're speaking of, it hasn't been tainted by the perceptions. Of the world You see we're trained Psychologically in our Makeup being taught specific Things throughout our lives On how to see So we're limited To how we can actually see Because we like I said when I Give you the The the, the analogy of the eye Taking in light Through the iris and the brain Condensing it and giving you a picture Right When I'm saying that, I'm telling you actually the physical eye doesn't see anything. It just takes in light. So now we have to ask what eye are we looking at or or seeing with? Because if the child can see it with their physical eyes and your physical eyes can't see it, now we have to ask what eye is the child seeing with? Now we just spoke about the spirit realm See Spirit detects spirit Fleshly eye The spirit vibrates at a rate So fast that the fleshly eye Cannot detect it So what you think you're seeing With your physical eye You're actually not seeing With your physical eye Hence your physical Truly doesn't see so it's feeding you loser.
3: Okay.
1: Islam, that, that's, you're right on point there. Right on point Islam. there. Islam. I want to add on to um, to what you're saying because it it says in chapter 7 of the circle 7, uh, verse 8, uh, all things that can be seen by human eyes are manifest of ought or not and so must pass away. The things we see are but reflexes just appearing while the ethers vibrate so-and-so, and and when conditions change, they disappear. So that's right in line with what we've been talking about. And um, to what Sister uh, Wilhelmina Bay is speaking about in reference to children, and what you're thinking about with light, we know that light is, defined in science as electromagnetic energy, right? So, with electromagnetic energy, you have frequencies of light. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So much so that light can break through a prism and go through a prism and refract and break into colors. So, we know about the seven major colors of the rainbow, um, G BIV, red, orange, yellow, Green, blue, indigo violet, right, and then beyond that visible spectrum of light, you have invisible light, which would be, for example, infrared, which you cannot see with the human with the naked human eye, or ultraviolet, but they right. call it ultraviolet light, but you don 't see it, so when we're speaking of children, being able to see these higher um, vibrations of of manifestations or, or energies, spirits, or whatever term we would call it, we're dealing with that which is beyond the frequency of visible light. So, for example, you have certain animals that can hear sounds that we can't hear. Does that mean the sound doesn't exist? No. It's just that our our ears are not tuned to that frequency and our range is is limited. So these children as you mentioned who are not tainted, right? They're not as tainted. They're not as closed-minded as us. Because when we get into this world, um we get into formation <laughs> like information because we're we're mm-hmm. taught, okay, well you gotta go to school, learn, reading, writing, arithmetic, A, B, C, you get up at this time, it, it, it's you're formate you're formatting that child in a program in a systematic way to exist in this society which has this good and bad side to it. But the point of it is, is that with that being done, now they're not they're not exercising their capabilities or their um, potencies, as we mentioned in chapter one, to deal with that which is more spiritual. Because we're not we're not we're not groomed and not trained and not educated for the most part as as human beings to be spiritual. So, of course, a lot of things, you'll hear a lot of stories. I've heard a lot of stories of children. I mean, I can give my personal story, but I don't want to sound, you know, I I don't want to make it about me because I'm sure we all have a story. And then it's my personal story, so a person can choose to believe it or not. But I can speak on what my personal experience as a child, what I've actually seen that no one else has seen. Um, But they were there in the same room. You follow? And but we're taught to shut that down because we're taught to deal with things from a logical standpoint um, what do they call that right brain function? Right, right where everything right where everything is you know has to be logical, and oh, that's not logical, it didn't really happen. you know parents will do that if you come if if a child will come to a parent and be like. Well, Mom, I saw this, and I oh, oh, you got an imaginary friend, or whatever, whatever. They they telling you, oh, that's not real. That's not nothing to even entertain. And then they shut that side of them down. So, you know, what we're really getting into is the aspect of the other planes of existence. Some people will call the other world that does exist because spirit cannot die, and you know that taps into your ancestors, that taps into your ancient forefathers, mothers and fathers tap into that realm that, you know once we realize that then death which we'll, we'll start talking about you know, death is no longer um, as gloomy as human beings tend to make it so I just wanted to add on to what you said brother in in, in that context so definitely Islam yes, Praise Allah. Yes, sir. Praise Allah. Allah. Indeed. And um so I you know, let's let's start, let's go to the question, one of the questions that's that's actually asked um in the description of this um of this show is what is death really? So what I like to do, um brother Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Sheik seven, mm-hmm. Islam, what I want you to, um, in your measure, understand what is death.
2: All right, uh, brother man. First and foremost, I would like to go with the entire title of your show. You said that the title of the show is titled "The Chemistry of Life" and the Ministry of Ministry
1: Death. Ministry of Death. Huh?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, it's so now we're talking about. Just to break it down in simpler form, we're talking about how we came into the manifest, and then we're talking about how we leave the manifest. Uh-huh. Right. So death is only a transition from one plane to the next, from one state of existence to the next. That's all death is. It's like the Holy Quran of the more time Simple of America teaches us that death is no enemy to man. It's a friend who comes to cut the cord of the human boat that it cuts the core of binding the human boat to this earthland so that it may sail on smoother seas. Now we're talking about sea we also know the ethos to also be called the upper air or the upper water. Right. So now we are talking about the decomposition, which is also an alchemy we know black means or is symbolic to the decomposition or the transition or the, the petrification of the physical body, of the physical body being laid down and the essence of this physical body being extracted and the body decomposing it going back to its uh, uh, source and the, the spirit going back and making its course back to its source. So we're talking about just basically returning to that source in, from which we came. Indeed, and that is never Indeed. an enemy that's never anything gloomy because even in, the, in 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 the ancient Egyptian mysteries we're taught that the that our whole strive here on the planet is to be free from the fetters of the soul Boston. and in the Holy Quran, the moreah temple of America, the breath of heaven teaches us that. The, 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 the soul resides in the brain right? So we're always Striving to set up and, and, and transition from This What what some schools of thought consider to be a prison So therefore This death is only transition It's only Like what we would call that Transform Is that
1: Indeed Islam, mm-hmm. Islam, it, indeed. You you broke it down beautifully, and um, and I'm glad you you said it, the way you said it, because definitely I, I wanted to touch on um, a couple of things that you that you alluded to in reference to, because you went into chapter four, which is you know definitely you know more some study, circle seven, you know, it, it most of us are pretty familiar with that, and. In reference to death is no enemy of man That was one of the things I said You know that I mentioned In the memorial service I did this week For the brother And I was in front of You know a multitude Of people of all different backgrounds A lot of them Christian And uh We know that you know With the Christian faith Death is looked at as a bad thing You know Unless Hmm. Unless they accept Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Then they're going into the upper room. You know, <laughs> the upper room. But yes, um,
0: sir.
1: We, know, so we know we
0: know <laughs> We we yes, know. Sir. You
1: know <laughs> yes, sir.
0: We know well,
1: so it is. so we know like with with that con- uh, context, you know, in the in the Brotherhood uh memorial service that I uh I actually spoke at he was uh, definitely a conscious brother. Uh, he declared himself as a more He he was very well aware of Moor science, and I wanted to speak on those things. And what I I had to put it in a context where they could get it, because you know I said it death is no enemy of man, but of course in their mind they look at me ludicrous, which which actually. In in reflection, reflection, Muslim, it makes me realize why our brothers and sisters in the Black Power movement are so um, adverse to us when we say black, according to science, means death, is because subconsciously they really believe that death is a bad thing. Mm. Otherwise, why would they have a why would they have an argument about that? Because especially they talk mm. about the Egyptian Book of the Dead and you know Osiris, Lord of the uh, Lord of the Perfect Black, over the funeral rites, Anubis, et, et cetera, Like why 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 is death why y'all mad that we say you're black according to science means death? If death is no enemy to man, that's because they don't believe that death is not. An, they believe that death is a enemy to me. because most of us in reality you know, in this society, in this Western society in particular, have either grew up um, in Christianity or the church or have in some way, shape, or form um, experienced some, have been affected by Christianity. Um, They could say they've been attacked in the name of Christianity. Something in them has scarred them to some degree. To the point where, when you speak, when you relate black to death, that oh, well you saying? Black is life. Da, 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 da. I was like, okay, who told you black was death was a bad thing? You know. So we know that the calls of death, as it says in chapter four, are always for the best. For we are solving problems there as well as here, and one is sure to find himself where he can solve his problems best. So in in context of that And what you said brother In reference to it being a transition From one realm To the other Right What what it means To actually transform And what's the purpose of transforming Because um, I, I mentioned earlier Before you got on About you know The planes of existence Dealing with the um, the, the principle of correspondence as above, so below, right? So basically, okay. we're transcending these different planes of existence and we know due to the is vibrating at, you know, various vibratory rates. So it's, you must experience death at some point in time. So it is only the attachment to the physical that makes one perceive death as a bad thing or a sad thing or, you know, like, oh, man, I don't want to die or I die too soon and things of that nature. There has to be a transition. Now, of course, it also says in Circle 7, you know, um, in reference to living as long as thou ought, not as long as thou pants. meaning as long as you ought to as you need to, not as long as you can. If you, because I, I mentioned in, um, at the uh, Holy Day meeting yesterday, if you live to be 150 years old, if you're not doing anything at 150 years old, why are you still here? You know, There has to be a purpose. That's not saying that you know we wish that you're gone. It's just that your life here, you have to fulfill a purpose on this plane of things wow. made manifest. You know, yeah. it's because you're going to have more works and tasks to take on in the plane of soul. You're going to have to do that. You got more. We all have more work to do on a, on the plane of soul. So we have to make sure that whatever it is, as long as we're on this plane, that we're doing the work that we need to do. So that wow. that coincides with the the ministry of death. Uh, Sister Wilhelmina, is there anything you'd like to add on?
3: Well, I have, and listening to what you guys were saying, which was really good information, we can still take it back to the child, because if the child can see spirits, that means that even though in death they're still around, they're just not here physically. So it kind of blurs the lines between life and death. If if people are not, you know, or a child is not scared and they're able to see whether it's a spirit that passed on or what have you. I know in Christianity, they teach you about demons and all that stuff, but life and death, you know, again, going back to the child, if they're able to see both, then on another plane of soul, like you said, the spirit never dies. It's, it's there and it goes back to Allah. And at some point, it'll come back in the flesh, but of a different flesh. But that spirit is there. So the, the lines of life and death, the people that are dead, they're not really dead. Their flesh may be gone, but if a child can still see them, then they're not really dead. Do you get one? Do you get where I'm going
0: with it? That's, That's right. It's so like the
3: lines are blurred between life and death. We give it a name, life and death, but with Allah, it's eternal. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You, you, I, I, I see definitely. exactly what you're saying. You're, you're, dealing with, uh, you're dealing with stages. You're dealing with stages and transition. And like you said, dude, it's there really is, how can I say it, the transition from life to death as far as your existence is it, really one journey. You know what I'm saying? It's one journey. So your life here is just a, in the physical plane of manifest, is just a short stop on a long journey. It's just like you go through, it's like if you're traveling, it's basically that that's essentially what it is, is traveling. If you so you start from North Carolina and your destination is New York, you have to get from New York to Virginia, Virginia to D.C., D.C. to Maryland, uh, Delaware, Jersey, and then you get to New York, right? You take the 9-5 or wherever you take. You pass through, right, and then you'll see the line or the little sign that says, Welcome to Virginia. Virginia is for lovers, and you know now you're in Virginia. Okay, you said, it was said that you're in Virginia, but you're just you. It's still land. <laughs> you follow? You're still on the land. You're still on the road, and you're still traveling to a destination. And it says in chapter one about how there is no failure for the human soul, right? So, so that means that there is a destination that we all have that we will get to. You know, it says yeah. uh, that man will regain his lost estate, his heritage, but he must do it in a conflict that cannot be told in words. It doesn't say man can regain it or man might regain it. You will regain it, but it must. You must do it in a conflict in order for you to get. To, to that point, a destination, you have to go through some things. You know, yeah, and most and of it is death is one of them.
3: Yeah, and most of it we put limits on. So, like you were saying earlier, everyone has their story of what they seen when they were little. But, you know, as a child, you know, you may tell yourself you don't want to see it, and whatever you ask for, the creator will give it to you. You understand what's there, but you choose not to see it, but it's there. So man himself, male and female, put limits on themselves. So they have to give a name to every little thing. Well, death is death when the flesh is gone, but the person is not really dead. Their spirit is still there. And yes, we do have a... Path in life that we have to follow And most people Don't know what it is So they go through The actual going through life Dying, going through different conflicts And learning about themselves But as we're talking here To me in my mind Looking at the bigger picture There is no death You know The flesh falls off But the spirit is there
1: Exactly Man cannot die. Spirit man is one with Allah. While Allah lives, man cannot die. That that's it. That that's what it says. Sorry. That's the whole message of of chapter one. And um and just just real briefly, I, I just want to give share a brief story because uh, you you know Sister Willemine, mean, you mentioned about the the child. I'm going I'm gonna touch on some things, and I'm not gonna try to get too deep into it because it. It goes into the aspect of people people can take it or leave it. But what I will say is this. My grandfather on my mother's side died when I was a child, probably about three years old. And my mother told me this story. So I have a witness to this. She says that at that funeral, you know, of course, everybody was weeping. It was very sad. He had a big family; he had a lot of children. And I was during the time, you know, where they have the, the casket I'm about to drop it off and everything. You know, she she said something to the effect that um, she noticed that I was I wasn't crying, but I was just playing around there, almost by the casket. And I was laughing, and she didn't understand it, and it just struck her as real weird. But she was, she didn't know what to make of it. But she, she said, "I'll never forget that. That you, you know, you was laughing, you know, as a little kid. You didn't. You, in other words, I, I seemed oblivious to the grief that existed amongst the family, the adults, the older, the older members." And later on, and I never shared this, but when I was in his house, which of course my grandmother took over, his wife, he was a painter, and he had paintings. There was paintings all over the house, and I know for a fact I was talking to the painting. I ended up being an artist myself when I was younger, but that opens up the door to another story. But what I what I was saying, basically, in in essence, I, from my personal experience, tapping in that early, not consciously, but just me being, I connected with him. Even though I wasn't, I was so young, I don't have a conscious memory of him. Of course, I've seen his pictures, et cetera. So, when we deal with in this you know you know there's def- definitely many um there's definitely many um uh writings that exist within more science that speak about children um in death, you know, for those who know. But i I'll just it's leave it at that. It's it's long. Long. So I would like to share
2: Yes, sir. I would like to um shared the fact that um, I was just uh given a, uh, an uh honor to participate in the uh home going of uh, our dear brother Sheikh Bay L Yab, brother Yahweh L and uh um, first and foremost is the first time that I ever experienced being in that position at, a, at at a at a at a uh event uh of that magnitude also, it was the first time that I have ever seen a Moorish American transition. You know, a brother who's claimed his nationality, whom I look at as one of the, you know, what we consider to be conscious brothers. First time I ever went to one of their centers. And at this funeral, it was similar to the, the uh, homegrown that you were speaking about, Brother Man, with a diverse crowd. And uh, I noticed it was an email that he spoke, and he spoke about death. And he said that he noticed that the email is viewing different, you know, uh, individuals after their transition and looking at the expression on their faces. After they had transitioned He said he noticed smiles And he noticed frowns He noticed expressions of distress And he noticed expressions of relief And peace and tranquility And it brings me back To a demonstration that I gave Past night At uh, our holy day And we know as North American is deaf It's not an enemy And a man It's a friend who comes and cuts the cord But he said that When you see a person After they've transitioned Or they have a frown They don't look pleased It's because they were Distressed They weren't ready To go They They felt like it was Something here that they weren't Finished attending to Something that they hadn't said, something that they hadn't done, and they were not ready. And it draws me back to a point in our lessons where it teaches us that we have been given science to make our life useful and been given religion to make mm-hmm. our death happy. Islam. Mm-hmm. So I asked Moore. Last night You know We know that Allah speaks to man Through man So also Allah speaks to you Through you Mm -hmm. Uh So when you're laying down And You're about to make that transition You know You feel it more You know That You are leaving You know That your, Your organs are shutting down And you know That It's about to be finished and I ask them, when death comes to see you, will the Allah in you, the man in you, the Allah in man within you, will he say, job well done? Or will he say, as a Christian say, will he say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew thee"? See, these are thought is the cause of it all. Right. And when we understand our true self, our essence, knowing that we're not the body nor the soul, we understand this process. We're understanding. That's why the Buddha taught us about detachment. That's why we have within the tools or the workshops of the mind, we've been given an axe. Which, right. tells, which teaches us to cut off the ungainly parts, to detach for things that are not useful. And we have to take in the lesson when it says that the flesh lays down when your earth task is over and done. Some people right. leave this world not
1: done. Real, that's real, Mo. You said it. Yeah. That's right. Because yes. it, you, and know it, and when you know that you didn't finish, you know, when you know you didn't finish, everything that's when the the, the trauma comes into play. And just like you said, when the Imam speaks about that that expression on the face. The expression on the face is the, the manifest of the thought, the last thought when they left. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it says a lot. Um, and you spoke on this uh, that demonstration that I definitely was going to talk on, so we know that uh, we're on one chord about how science, you know, teach them science that his life may be useful and teach them religion that his death may be happy, right? So that's the, the, the science, that's the chemistry. The religion, that's the ministry, right? So chemistry of life, ministry of death. And he made that point that the death may be happy. Why would the death have to be happy? Because the death is the transition. And you can only be happy when you're ready to go on and sail on to smoother sea because you know, one, one, that spirit man cannot die, and two, you know that your work is done. You did what you needed to do, and you no longer have to worry about anyone here um, speaking false witness against you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, calling you, uh, Charging you with deceit, dishonesty Or wrong intent And you You are now on to the plane of soul To finish You know, even more um, Nobler Past Because See, I wanna, you are I now would, one step closer To being one with a lot
2: It's And I wanted to add on See when we deal with the word religion I would like to bring the, to the fact that Religion comes from a word, a Latin word, leger, R E L G, R E L I G A R E, which means to bind. Bind, right. To bind. Then you would go, then it, then it, 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 it goes down and it, it, it morphs into the word religio, which means an obligation. An obligation right. the So religion by, it, it, Religion is the science Or so the ministry that binds us Back to our father God Our law, Makes us conscious Gives us wisdom Which is the consciousness of art That man is one with Allah Therefore you know that as long as Allah lives, Man cannot die So when you're going through this transition You're happy because you know it's not over This is what religion does for us See, a lot of people like to say You know, religion is this or religion is that I don't have religion No, because we don't understand the true essence Of what religion truly means Because see, the only way you bind Back to your father God, Allah Is through the obligation to be yourself And in order to be yourself You must take on that vow to what? Know yourself and your Father God Allah. And this is what makes your death happy when you're conscious of all. Oh. When one leaves, not conscious of the all. Oh. You know, their death is miserable because they pass on into something which they don't know and have no idea of, so therefore they're scared. And then they make an enemy of it. Like you said, some people have made, death a, have made death an enemy because they do not understand truly what death is. So they're making right. an enemy. But truly death is no enemy to man.
1: Indeed. Uh, yes, sir. And, and like you said, that, that religion, the bind, again, it is a friend, death. It is a friend who, when the work of life is done just cuts the cord that binds the human boat to earth. So Mm. that bind that we speak on, like you have to be reminded of your relation to Allah, right? Because in reality, Allah and man are one, but he debased himself, right? And by debasing yourself, by gratifying the lower self, which is that carnal self, which is the, the, the body of flesh. We identify with the illusion. We, we made death. That goes back into the, old, the aspect of the, of the question, one of the questions uh, on the show. Why are people fascinated with prolonging physical life? The reason why people are fascinated with prolonging physical life is because they are identifying with the illusion that the physical body is really them. I gave the analogy um, last night on Holy Day. I said, if you look at that mirror, you'll see the reflection. You'll see something over there that looks, that you perceive to be the image of you, But but you know consciously that it's not you. Well, in... Chapter 3 It states that the lower self Is a reflection Of the higher self Distorted by the murky ethers of the flesh So This, this illusion that of, of the physical body Is just a reflection It's just A manifest On the plane of manifest And all manifests have an end Anything that has a beginning Has an end and as long as it has a beginning and an end, it in it it in itself is an illusion. It's like it never existed because it it will win. But that which be a has way no beginning or end. Yes, sir. But that which is infinite, you know, finite mind cannot, you know, comprehend things infinite. But those, you know, that which is infinite is the reality. That is what is real. Um, that which always was is and evermore to be. So, we we definitely in having a fuller comprehension of the ministry of death, knowing that you know spirit, can, you are spirit, and spirit does not die. Um, it gives a whole new meaning to your life here physically, you know, and realize that this ha- your life has to serve a purpose and also not only serve a purpose it is a time for you to learn your purpose and learn what 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 is needed to to make that transition into the next realm because it's another school it's another place of learning it's another place of tasks being done so you you know you don't go into If you work a job, you don't go into a job untrained, you know. If you go to the job untrained, then they have to train you. If you go to a a school, you know, and take a test, you have to prepare for the test. So the same it is with what we call in this world life and death. There has to be preparation, you know. There has to be preparation. Um, Sister Wilhelmina, do you have anything to add on to it?
3: Right now, no, you guys said said it all
1: islam Islam, Islam. well, I just want to remind the um the listening audience the family that if you have any questions, if you called in, uh you can press one uh if you have any comments, press one, uh raise your hand, I'll see it on the board, and uh I'll add you in you know with a question or comment um and, again, this is Chemistry of Life, Ministry of Depth, Morris Minds with Brother Shimmel. Um I have with me Sister Chikis Wilhelmina Bay, as well as my brother from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, sheik 7 Islam Elf. Um, I want to talk on resurrection, um, basically because in Chapter 17, it speaks about the resurrection and some people, you know, may wonder, you know, is is there such a thing as a resurrection? Is resurrection just a thing with Jesus? You know, is it, uh, is it you know, is it part of the rapture? You know, what, what is there such a thing as resurrection one and if so, what is the real resurrection? I, I'll open up the floor. Give the floor to my brother, uh, Sheikh Seven Islamail on
2: that. Islam, um, Islam. First and foremost, when we deal with the subject of resurrection. I like to go with principle more because, you know, principle. When we get past semantics and 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 and, and get into the principle of a particular thing, you know what I'm saying? We did. We start dealing with what it truly is. And when we deal with resurrection, we're talking about elevation. When we're talking about resurrection, we're talking about ascending. We're talking about ascension. So, in the in the essence of ascension, we have to ask ourselves first and foremost what must be raised? And the Holy in the Holy Quran of the Morris Temple of America teaches us that it asks us a question and man, in man in the chapter, know Thyself, It says, Wouldest thou raise thy thoughts to infinite wisdom? infinite wisdom, what is thou raised I thought so first and foremost knowing that thought is the cause of it all the first resurrection thought in your mind in your thinking and and, and and being conscious again of what is reality that which is and that which is not and what in the more science simple of America Holy Quran coins it as knowing well what does pass away and what, does, what doesn't what does pass away so the true resurrection is when one understands what doesn't pass away and what does pass away and then ascertains to that particular degree. That's my portion of what resurrection.
1: Islam, Islam, praise Allah for that. Definitely, definitely gratitude on that. And I want to, um, yeah, definitely, it does, I, I'm in totally agreement. It deals with, essentially, you know, um, when we talk about the etymology of um, the word resurrection, uh, we know that it comes from um, the Latin, uh, which is the act of the rising or surge, you know, resurrection of, or the surging. So it's a rising, but also the, the re being the being the actual prefix means to do it, do it again, to surge again, to rise again. So that that ties back again as our favorite chapter, chapter one: creation and fall of man. For you to rise, you have to have fell, right? So we're speaking literally of arising from a fallen state, and as it mentions on the cover. Of our circle seven, the Holy Quran. It says, "The Holy Quran, of the more scienceable of America, divinely prepared by the Prophet Noble Dua by the guiding of his Father God Allah, the Great God of the Universe, to redeem man from his sinful and fallen stage of humanity back to the highest plane of life with his Father God Allah." So you're taking it from a fallen stage, right? Now let's let's. You know, for those who, who may be listening and saying, "Well, oh, that sounds like a bunch of you know religious belief stuff, let let's use some science, right? So, we just spoke about in chapter one, where it speaks about the fall of man being a, a process in which the spirit took on. The body of soul Created faith gave to man Spirit man A soul that he might function On the plane of soul And also gave to the soul A body of flesh That he might function On the plane of things That are made manifest Right So This How this is done Through vibration Slowing the vibratory rate We use the analogy of water The high um, You have solid liquid and gas Let's start from gas Gas Liquid, solid, gas being the the least dense, the least dense um, substance in matter. Solid being the most dense. So what what differentiates so, gas, solid, and liquid is the rate of vibration between the molecules. So the faster it vibrates, the le- the less dense it becomes. Right? So let's take this into into play. Because again, we're talking about chemistry of life, ministry of death. And we're demonstrating chapter one, chapter four, chapter seventeen. Now, when you get into the fact that the the taking on the decor, the final garb of flesh Right, because the vi- the ether began to vibrate slower still, and then the essence took on a final garb, which is that garb of flesh. You know, and and it has to go through, pass through all the ways. You know, the soul attributes of a body. You know, a multitude of lessons must be learned. Right, so that's why we took on this these um, these gods now. You have to rise back again To your original state If you always think about water If we use the analogy of water Like Bruce Lee said Be like water, right? If you use the analogy of water Water is always moving It's always seeking to move Even when it appears still Because If you take a still glass of water Eventually those molecules in the water there'll be some form of evaporation and condensation, so you can take a glass of water, all the water is inside and you wait for a while, and you'll see water particles outside of the glass right how How does that come into play? because everything it it is always seeking. To transform and travel. Yes, yes, sir. Go, go on. I, I didn't. I didn't catch what you said, Mo. What was you about to say?
2: No, I just chimed in. You said that it was uh, the water. The elements are always seeking themselves. Exactly. So yes, always seeking themselves. You made, you made an analogy of. You made an analogy of. Uh, the molecules, the vibe the ether. So the molecule, the energy vibrates, vibrating between the molecules. The rate that it vibrates, at, right. Now we yeah. understand that. We understand that. Now this is a. Maybe this is. I don't. Maybe this 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 could uh, make it simplify it. So, let's look at an atom. Right. We know that the body consists of millions of atoms. Right. Right so we know also when science tells you that atoms do not touch. and the reason that they don't is because of this vibration that exists between the two. Indeed. Now when, it's, when it vibrates fast, when it's vibrating at a fast rate, the atoms move the atoms are, are separated. they have a, a, a further distance between the two. And when it slows down, they they get closer, so that shows you how things can come from a what seems to be a immaterial state to a material state by perception, by the energy, about the vibrations that exist in between the two molecules that either vibrate and so and so. Indeed, indeed, okay.
1: that's right. That's it right there so it, it all play it all comes into play, so that the whole getting back to that original state, the getting back to the original state, and again, this is all vibratory rate they they say that when at the moment of death uh you lose the body loses twenty one grams now they they there's been controversy about it some people say that it's a hope but there was an experiment done in reference to the change, the shift in weight in the human body at the point of death, right? And it was attributed that these 21 grams were supposedly the weight of the soul. Now, whether it's true or not, it can be argued. My point of it is, is that one thing we do know, if you've ever seen someone take their last transition, I have. I've seen my father do it there's the aspect of the last breath. You see what I'm saying? So even the word spirit comes from the Latin word meaning breath. There is always the aspect of what we're calling the, the transition, right? Now it says, it says in chapter 17, says in chapter 17 of the circle 7, that the will of man, this is verse 41, the will of man makes possible the action of the holy breath. When will of man and will of Allah are one, the resurrection is a fact. And then it says, in this we have the chemistry of mortal life, the ministry of death, the mystery of deific life. Right? Deific, that's deity, divine. So it talks about, it says, my holy life, my, ho- my human life was wholly given to bring my will in tune with the deific will. When this was done, my earth paths were all done. And then keep in mind, it also says later on that you know that all my life was one great drama for the sons of men, a pattern for the sons of men I live to show the possibilities of man. So the whole, you know, you mentioned about archetypes. The whole account, when we talk about Jesus, he said, it says in the Circle 7, it was one great drama. It was a pattern. So we're talking about the possibilities of what you can do in reference to surging or rising again from your fallen state. To the highest plane of life. So the highest plane of life, you know, we know you're not the, you're not the body, nor the soul, you're spirit. So you are spirit. So you have to be one in spirit. You have to, you have to reach that, that state of spirit. And in reaching that state of spirit, you have to let go of things. Things, literally one of them being the ego which which is responsible for you thinking that you are you are an individual and that your your everything physical is real for you it's like this there's that analogy if you take a drop of water from the ocean right or you add a drop of ocean or you add a drop of water into the ocean you won't be able to find where that drop is, you won't know where it begins and where it ends, right? That's the same analogy with us getting back to that higher, highest plane of life. Man is not the body you nor know, the soul. He's the spirit and a part of Allah, right? And then it also says that Allah is all. So you become part of all as Allah. Now, we have to realize that that resurrection in, in context to this ministry of death, the chemistry of mortal life, the mystery of deific life, right, pertains to the will. What is the will? What is your will? Is your will in tune with the deific will? Is it in tune with that? Because that is what is needed in order for resurrection to be a fact. That is needed, to be able to have the will in tune with the deific will. All your thoughts. In tune with the divine thoughts Is everything you're doing In tune With Moving in harmony As one With Allah, as one with your Higher self, which is Allah and man As in in accordance As you mentioned brother, principles Because the five highest principles Known to man is love Truth, peace, freedom and justice We know Allah is love, right What is truth, truth is all. What is ought, ought is a law, right? Can truth change? Truth cannot change, nor pass away. So in the context of all of that, it has to be tuning yourself in, you know, and even with tune, tune alludes to sound. So it's, 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 it's all science within that in reference to the vib- vibration that the resurrection takes place because it also says in verse 36 of it, in flesh of man is the essence of the resurrection of the dead. The essence is quickened by the holy breath. The essence quickened by the holy breath will raise the substance of the body to a higher tone. So we're dealing with being able to raise our vibration through thought, through will, through activity, through our emotional state, through our breathing, through all these different um, necessary Activities that we have to do, so that we touch into that which is real, which is really an inward journey. You know, everything that as long as we keep identifying with that which is outside of us, then death becomes sad to a person like that. If you're if you're trapped and you still wanna, you know, you still wanna be on BET at the BET cipher, or you wanna, you know, you know, put a rack. You know a rack of money to your To your face on Instagram Then yeah you don't want to die just yet <laughs> You know what I mean Those are things that you think is Real when it's not You're losing So uh, that was, I just want to you know Bring my measure of understanding on that In terms of uh, The resurrection You know definitely um, What you said is definitely on point Islam on that Um Sister Wilhelmina, any thoughts, questions?
3: Resurrection. So with the resurrection, um, some people think that they're resurrected if they go through. Like, for example, um, some people could be in the temple and learning about themselves, thinking that they're resurrected. But not realizing they may still be dead Per se If they're still thinking about self So resurrection entails a lot As far as You know one aspect would be Jesus But in more science Resurrection is As you stated earlier Becoming the deific will of Allah Doing what he wants you to do And and I have to ask this question because we have many temples all over the place but can't seem to come together. So something's dead somewhere. Somebody, something is just not right if people can't come together. And that's the will of Allah, but with so many different aspects of different thoughts and what people, different people believe to be the truth that they learn about themselves, but somewhere along the line us as a people not coming together, especially in a more science temple of America with all these different temples. Something's wrong somewhere because the people are not coming together the way how they're supposed to. They may have the knowledge. They may say that, that, you know, they know certain things, but somewhere along the line, I think the true resurrection of our people is if we can all come together. But I understand that will not happen, but it would be amazing if we all came together as one and be truly resurrected and on one accord with the great God Allah, because then there is nothing that we as a people can't do. We don't have to deal with this mess that we're dealing with now as far as... um. Being classified in different groups And I know I'm taking it a little off But being classified in Groups as for BIE Or sovereign citizen and all this other stuff Just saying I wouldn't say that you're taking Go ahead go
1: ahead.
2: I I was going to say the same thing I wouldn't say that you're taking it off course Because I wanted to say this. The brother just spoke about the resurrection Being the annihilation of the ego Am I right?
0: His and the ego
2: together. is what is the ego is what's responsible of individual individualism. So, the Holy Quran of Mecca states that our contention didn't come until knowledge came. I would the the, uh-huh. that the problems didn't come until knowledge came. See, but see when you get knowledge and it's, it's it's taken in and it inflates and feeds the ego and not the soul, right? Then what it does it slows down the vibrational rate of the spirit because remember we're striving to free ourselves from the fetters of this soul. So the egotistical is it, it, encasing that means it draws down it it further it further has his grip or encases Or slows down The vibration So we can't rise above The materialism Or the ego Because guess what This is this is the degree Where we say that, that Holy Karana, The Holy Koran of the Moorshine Temple of America Teaches us that The clearest of human knowledge Is of blindness and folly, And that will stay in the grave With So again, we're talking about things, people paying attention to things that don't truly matter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let's think about the attachments to the world. And you mentioned, and I don't want to take it there, but since you mentioned it, I'll take it there. When we talk about the sovereign citizen movement and its aims, all of its aims are are rooted in the manifest, all rooted in their freedom being a physical freedom of things that they can tangibly touch, feel. And, and, and experience with their flesh. So the true the true resurrection is not even in sight. Mm-hmm. So now we and with the different ideals as we know ideals a man's ideal is his God. So like Indeed. I said, with this knowledge that comes, brothers, brothers and sisters, Of particular individuals get so smart. And so egotistical That the resurrection And of us losing this ego And this individuality Where we can rise up into a resurrection Where we all understand and see no And understand that we're one And this illusion Of the material And this flesh falls away Then we can move in the spirit of Allah But all of us have not gotten there yet And I still fight myself With these particular degrees So I'm not going to be the one to Put you know, put myself in a in a, in a shiny garment, pretending as though I'm a
1: priest. Islam, Islam, definitely, I, I totally agree with you, brother. And I want to just least. just add on to what you you said. Um, but before before I add on, I I, I thought um uh, her Sister Wilhelmina you was about to say something.
3: I was saying at least the first step would be acknowledging it and working towards it, letting go that 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 ego and some people find that hard to do in order to fix a problem you have to first identify the problem if you can't identify right. the problem, then you can't fix it. You know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. it would be Indeed. it would be nice if you know if we can all just Come together as one But you know As the brother was saying I understand you may say You're not perfect I mean What you've been talking about tonight Is excellent I've definitely been listening But You know It'll start somewhere
1: Right Right Indeed Um, And I just wanted to add on um, To what was said Um, Particularly first I I just want to speak on the ego Um one thing about the ego is that the ego, as we know, that that's the that was crea- creates the sense of the individuality of me, myself, and I. It's the identity, self-identification factor. In other words, your your name, you having a name, or uh, you know you. Uh, having something that identifies to you as an individual that no one else has, that that serves the ego. You know? Me being called Shemel serves the ego. You know, even though there's a spiritual meaning to it, to that name, it still serves the it still serves my ego because I can say I'm Shemel and you're not Shemel or people say I'm the real I'm the real such-and-such, such. you know, I'm the real PI or whatever. It, it, it creates that sort of thing, which also does the same thing as far as knowledge. Because if you have knowledge, and if it's a form of knowledge, um, if you have a form of knowledge that you came across that you think or feel or maybe even know that others do not have, then that also serves the ego because now it's what I know that you don't know, right? Um, give give you a, a story, you know, not to go into it too deep because I, I, I don't want to use this as a means to um, speak on somebody else. But before this show started, when I posted this on Facebook, some some brother got on and had totally, in my humble opinion, misinterpreted, you know, what the show was about. He didn't even listen to the show because the show didn't even go on, but he proceeded to speak on certain things as if he had this higher level of knowledge than me. That's not to say he didn't know things that I didn't know, but he spoke from that perspective or oh, I should say he commented because he, we were typing, and I realized that he was he was commenting purely from a perspective of ego. So going into the aspect of unity, in my humble opinion, one of the things that I've come across, and I know my brother, uh, Sheik Seven, Islam Mel, has been around many moors, different different temples, different parts of the um, country. I have as well. Is that, you know? Of course, we have moors of different personalities. Everybody's not the same. But <clears throat> what you, what I have come across is the ones, in my humble opinion, who seem to be or seem to appear as appear as most adverse to unity amongst Moors are those who in some way, shape, or form lack unity within themselves. Keep in mind we're always taught in our Morris questionnaire that there are two selves, higher self and the lower self. And the circle seven speaks about, you know, Uniting of the higher self and lower self the the understanding is the the of ought and not you know for the higher self is knowing your higher self and your lower self so to be united within yourself, remember that that lower self is just the carnal self it's the body of desires it's the flesh you have it. You know, it exists, and and it's going to exist until you have experienced the physical death. We are to study ourselves, not just our higher self, but our higher self and lower self, so we can know that which is the illusion and that which um, is true. So if, you know, and this ties into the ego, if we are not studying ourselves and as a result, being united within ourselves, being honest with ourselves. You know, um, health is to the body, honesty is to the soul, right? So if we're not honest with ourselves in getting in touch with that, then what it causes us to be is egotistical. And from an egotistical standpoint, you can never have unity. You can never want unity. You can never want unity if you are honest enough to, to admit that in all that you know, you know nothing at all, you know. And that's something that Sufi masters told, uh is a saying among Sufi masters, um, in all I know, I know nothing at all. So it, it comes to the reality that you are just part of a grand scheme, right? <laughs> Even though you as as above, so below, as within, so without, but even in that, you know, you are a part of all so that that is the reality, that is the 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 gnosis. that's the realization, the consciousness that we have to get into um I would humbly say, sister Wilhelmina, um, that would take us. And it starts first with ourselves. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a conversation where where we can get a bunch of moors and say, yeah, okay, look moors, you just start, you know, getting with ourselves because we've <laughs> we these are all lessons we all have, you know, we all have these things. But I can't. No one can make me study myself. They could tell me to study myself, but they can't make me study my my higher and lower self. I have to be. Um, have a conviction and have a drive within, within to say I'm going to study self because I realize that the study of my higher self and my lower self is what I need to get to, get to where I need to be. And in, and in getting to where I need to be, if we're all in that state of mind, if we're all in that consciousness, then unity is not a task. If you look at children, because you gave the analogy of children, children don't have a problem playing together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not a, oh, well, you from this side of the block, I'm from here, you know, you run with that person, <laughs> you know, you got that parent, I got my parent, you know, you got your fo-. You know, it's not that. That only comes into play later on. But children... Who want to come together and play? Oh, you, you, you got to play? You got, you got a, um, you got a truck? I got a truck. Let's go hit, run the trucks on the ground. But well, you know, it's just simple. It's very simple because their ego is not involved. It's not a what? It's not a personal agenda that they come from the perspective of. I need to do this to be one over this person. They just well, let's come together, and we can. In- we are all part of that one experience, like this call right here. We are all part of this one experience. Well, And because I honor each and every one of you on this call, it's, you know, what you say matters. Everything that you say matters. It's not like, oh, it's all about me and I have to be heard. No, because we're masterminds. You follow what I'm saying? You know, so uh, this is what has to be you know, the thing that we have to uh, look into in order to uh, get to that point. And so I just wanted to give that, you know, give my measure of understanding on that. And um, I think we're coming to the close Uh, pretty much. We have seven minutes um, winding down um, in reference to this. Um, So with this being said, um, let's see. I hope
3: I didn't offend. Um, what's his name again? Seven?
2: Cheek? Cheek Seven? Chief? No.
3: Oh, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't offend me? For what reason should I feel that way? It's all two pieces of justice, sister. Islam. 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 Yeah, Man. So, uh... Also, before we before we before we um before we close off, I just like to say this. So each and every one of the listeners who are listening, no matter what, whatever, no matter what temple you're from, no matter what group you're from, no matter where you're at, remember this: the Holy Quran of the Muirside Temple of America, Holy Quran, chapter twenty-five, the name and title of that. Divine instruction is the holy covenant of the Asiatic nation. It does not say the holy covenant of the Moorish nation. It does not say the holy covenant of the Masonic nation. It does not say the holy covenant of of the R B G nation. It does not say the holy covenant of the nation of Islam. None of these things. It says the holy covenant of the Asiatic nation. Therefore, at that particular time, of me understanding that, I understand that each and every one of you Asiatic sisters and brothers are my family. Uh And we all share a common interest, which should be the freedom and upliftment of our people for those who believe that their conditions can be better. So in the spirit of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, I extend my five Love, true, peace, for the justice, Islam to all the listeners and honors and gratitude for the brother Jim Mel and the sister Wilhelmina Bay for uh, allowing me on to speak and give my portion, Islam. Islam.
1: Islam. Honest to you. Honest to you, Mark, And um definitely. Um sister Wilhelmina, any any last parting words? Any um um honors that you want to give or anything you want
3: to just add to it? I give honors to you guys on the radio. It was excellent teaching. Brother Seven, he summed it up perfect. Can't, you know, it was perfect. It doesn't matter where we're from. It's all about us as a people. It shouldn't be about what temple we belong to or what group we belong to.
1: Oh, indeed, indeed. And um, definitely, likewise, give honors to um, all of you for, on this um, for giving your portion, definitely demonstrating, breathing that holy breath, uh, dropping that science, you know, them jewels, they like to say. And um, this is what it's about. This is what uh, the show Mastermind uh, with Brother Shemel uh, will be about. It, that's what it is about just um speaking on the spirit of of, of the matter and being able to come together in love, true peace, freedom and justice at the end of the day cuz that's what you know love is what's going to actually get us where we need to be always you know what i'm saying so um definitely once again honest to you all and uh we will definitely continue on. Um, we will we'll try to do this again for next. Have a new show next um, Saturday, hopefully. And definitely thank each and every one of you on this call. And we'll do it again. I'm going to close out, and and definitely um, before I close out, I'm going to close out with a song, but. You know, cause we we on we on that that definitely, Moorish American vibe. We're gonna end off uh, with the Moorish American prayer, and that is, Allah the, the Father of the Universe, Father I love, true peace, freedom and justice, love, my protector, my God and my salvation by night, and by day through His Holy Prophet, through Ali, Amen. 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 Uh, peace and love to everybody out there. And uh,
2: love.
1: Whoop. Islam. Islam is
2: Islam. definitely. Peace and love. Um, Islam. Peace and love. All
1: right. Peace.
0: Peace. peace. peace.